Welcome back to the Punk Rock Horror Podcast. I am the Undead Matt. And I'm Krampus Cody. And today we're here to remind you that we're back and we're in person and we're not doing a recording over Skype again. I mean, isn't that fantastic? You, y'all can hear our acoustic voices in an acoustic setting. Leo's probably like, yay! <laughs> Shout out to our editor, Leo, for uh, taking the reins and doing what he could with Skype audio throughout these past year and a half two years almost feels like (laughs) so shout out to him he's total mvp any other podcast or anyone out there looking for some cool editing advice hit up leo at big boot studio we owe him that huge credit we love him thank you leo for all that you do i mean he's just our favorite (laughs) he really is (laughs) then i received texts oh okay everybody's not working on the show (laughs) well you guys can go fuck yourselves (laughs) um no legitimately also a huge thanks to the entire prhp crew for hanging in there and sticking through these odd times now that we're getting back to the normalcy of everything Get back to routines. It means a lot to us. We had some. We had a new member join us in the name of Juan. Thank you, Juan, for jumping on the show. He is going to be narrating a lot of our YouTube videos. So make sure you have subscribed to our YouTube and keeping an eye on that. Again, though, we are back with an in-person brand new episode. And I guess with that in mind, we also should remind you that this episode is brought to you by SlashingCast.net. You can find us there and all of our merch episodes and even our Patreon link if you choose to support the show in that regard. But again, we're back with a new episode. How are you, Cody? Oh, I'm not too bad. How about yourself? I am good. (laughs) it's, it's, It's been... It's been a little bit of a rough go just getting back into doing in person because like my whole routine with recording before in person was shower and then set up the laptop. (laughs) (laughs) So like now just now I had to remember like all my routines of what I used to do when I would drive up here of like, okay, do I have everything with me that I need? If I'm staying the night, do I have all my equipment that I need? Do I have things to pass the time? And I forgot hygienic stuff. So I went to the shop nearby just to get show soap and shampoo and conditioner and yeah like that's not the most exciting thing so like i don't know what people were hoping for like like, no we were expecting you to like sacrifice something for your normal routine had to do a few blood sacrifices had to uh (laughs) kill off some people kill off some goats and and you know do what i had to do um yeah no i uh it doesn't it's not lost on me that I'm now 30 years old and I f- don't feel 30 though. If that makes sense, like I feel yeah. like, like I feel like I just turned 20, <laughs> right? Like, and I, I just, know, I feel like I'm about to turn like 80 and I'm gonna die. That uh, <laughs> I like how we have two differences in the dynamics. I still feel young and you're just feeling decrepit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to switch names. The undead Cody. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's like. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> Welcome to the Punk Rock Horror Podcast. This is Ian Krampus Cody. <laughs> uh, normally we would have a guest, but with uh, today being a special day, being in the first person recording, we figured we'd kind of just like not just jump into today's topic, but also just give like a huge thank you again to not just all you current, but new listeners who, whether it was me who's talked to you personally or Cody, or if you found out about us, about us through a second or third source, we just want to say thank you for tuning into the show and for supporting us. We understand there's a lot of podcasts out there, especially a lot of horror podcasts and you coming back 
to us and choosing to listen to us means a lot to us. So thank you so much for the continued support. Um, with that in mind, we're going to start doing more things such as updating our merch store, talking about doing live shows, depending on how everything goes with vaccinations. Um, we're kind of paying, we're, you know, we're, we're taking it a little month at a time here and we might do some soft live shows. And when that happens, if, and when that happens, we'll, you know, convey those details to all you amazing ghouls, gals, creeps, mutants alike. But again, shout out to everyone who's been supporting the show. People have come on the show and those who still love what we do and, and just come and want to support us however you can. You know, it's, it's interesting because I keep thinking about it. We're getting closer to like episode 200. And I'm no, just like, shit, we are, we aren't we? Yeah. So oh like, my god. So me and you start, me and you need to have the conversation of like, what are we gonna do when we hit 200? Are we gonna become a podcast, one of those podcasts that just keeps on going into the hundreds, or <laughs> are we, are we gonna, you know, start fresh and and you know do like Pokemon podcast, the the resurgence, <laughs> resurgence. What you would know, we resurge? I, I don't we know. We already do history, right? Like so, like I mean, our whole thing. Our whole shtick is like the history of horror. Right. And we're already doing that. And then we also talk about, I mean, like, of course, we have our special episodes of serial killers, haunted places, and maybe cults. Right. I mean, I guess we could just, I don't know. Maybe we'll start doing like local shit, like more talk about more like the horrors of Colorado. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't <laughs> That'd know. That'd be kind of cool. Like, for me, it's, it's just like, like, I don't know, like, I, 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 it feels exhausting looking at certain podcast episodes, and it's like, episode 534, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, oh my god, dude, it's for real, like, I, that's actually turned me off from, uh, like, listening to some of, the, like, the more popular podcasts and yeah. stuff like that, because, like, I look at it, and it's like, 530, I'm like, holy shit, that backlog, and then I kind of think <laughs> to myself, I'm like, where do I start in? And so, like, I kind of came to a point with myself, I think... If I'm going to start a new podcast, I'm just going to start it when the pandemic started. <laughs> like that, those are the episodes I'll start. <laughs> you right. know, because that, like, that literally is like, I feel like that's a good jumping off point because everything changed at that point and everybody had to change how they did shit. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we just need to move away from titles of like episode number this and just mm -hmm. have only titles by themselves. Like if it was a, Songbook, you know, like oh, that, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Like maybe it's just one of those small, simple changes. Who knows? I mean, if if uh, if any of you ghouls, gals, creeps, movements would like to reach out to us via Twitter or Instagram or I guess Facebook, <laughs> like, and, and, and I don't have nothing against anybody that's on Facebook. I just I still have no want to come back to it. I but, know. I want I want to delete it so bad, <laughs> so bad. But let us know. You know is. What would you like to see us take on? What would you like to see us add into the show? You know, what keeps you coming back? What is what is something you want us to cover? Is it more history of horror? Is it more serial killers, more haunted locations, cults, that type of macabre stuff? Reach out to us. Let us know. Give, shoot us a message on Twitter at OfficialPRHP, on Instagram at Punk Horror Podcast, or even on the Slasher app. Um, over there as well at punk record podcast too um and i guess tiktok you could reach out to us on tiktok i so a our yeah. social media coordinator is is out on break right now and so 
I don't know like how we would direct people with that. And that's me kind of showing my age <laughs> in that regard. So, so yeah, just reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram. Let's keep it simple. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, guess, I guess if you want, you could also email us at podcast at gmail.com. So yeah, the old emails, the, the good old emails. <laughs> that's a sign of age, man. Just like when emails first became a thing and it was just like, like, like it was such a new piece of technology. And now we have like, hentai for samsung mascots <laughs> oh my god i know that was just fucking weird so weird i did not know what the hell was going on like i just like looked on facebook and it showed like i saw a picture of like a sad lady dimiscu like they used to love me and then this weird new oh samsung chick and it's yeah. like i'm the queen of the internet i'm like man 2020 made everybody think thirsty as yeah, fuck everybody, every, <laughs> like, y'all, y'all are thirsty holy as crap because like samsung I, knew what they were doing oh yeah for Come sure on. they're like look they love the giant vampire lady what are we gonna come back with hentai <laughs> quiet 3d cgi lady who who makes suggestive eye movements and facial expressions we know our demographic we know who buys our phones for real <laughs> like oh my god tends to be dudes who are really good at smash brothers who should not be <laughs> like i'm not i'm not calling anyone out i'm just i'm pointing out specific details of specific people and if that, that only play a samus in the bikini <laughs> <laughs> low-key it's it's the players who main as mario still like they they know they know hey Mario's still in my main three. I know. But like, <laughs> I was like, what are you what are you trying to say, man? You're not great at Smash Bros. <laughs> uh, I kill that Smash Bros. This, Captain Falcon all the way. <laughs> Falco punch, bitch. No. It's a thin line we gotta walk there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> um but yeah, man, with with that being said, like it's a little weird doing this episode because normally we have a guest that we're talking to and hearing about what they're doing. But I think, with that in mind, we can just move on to the main topic for today and just, yeah, jump into that because I know you have a huge amount of research. So, Cody, what are we talking about today? So, we're going to be talking about which, okay, I am sorry, Crystal. I tried so hard to keep this serial killer for you. And then I was all ready to, like, present this for you and everything. And then, of course, shit happened. Yeah. I'm so sorry, but we got to talk about her. And so we're going to be talking about... She's kind of... A, I recently kind of a new serial killer that everyone's mm. been, like, super attracted to and stuff like that. But I heard her story, and I really, really wanted to talk about this chick. So we are going to be talking about Lady Bluebeard... Bell Gunnis. And real quick, before we just jump into it, shout out again to Crystal. She was supposed to be on this episode, but just like what we talked about with the hurdles of recording back in person again, some unforeseen circumstances happened on our, our end, which made it hard for her to uh, attend this recording. So please again, check out Crystal, check out Horror Nights in on YouTube. She's been a fantastic supporter of the show and we like what she does on YouTube as well. Yeah, and her recent episodes have been fucking killer. She's been knocking it out of the park. It's been pretty fire. It's been pretty fire. Yeah. So shout out because she did also like mention like the death horse and DIA. <laughs> like, I don't know if I could talk about it, but I know she wants to like pick our brains a little bit. 
Oh, yeah, I want to talk about the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully we can get to her in time before she records it. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe we'll have to follow up next time we can bring her on. But anyways, mm-hmm. continue. Anyways, yeah. So we're going to be talking about Belle Gunness, a.k.a. Lady Bluebeard, a.k.a. the Black Widow. I just say Black Widow, which is funny because there's a lot of Black Widow killers. But she's she's special this bell she's a special bell and it's uh, make sure i got it right it's it's b-e-l-l-e gunness got it i almost called her gunness gunness yeah i know nope gunness gunness um, got it so she was born november 11th 1859 in selbu norway as breen Paul's paul's datter storset so not much is really known about Belle's early life besides her father was a stonemason and her older brother followed suit she started working on farms, trying to earn money to join her sister, who had moved to Chicago at this point. And because of all this work, it caused her to be a fairly stocky gal. Um, she was a pretty big gal, as you could probably see from a picture of her. I don't know why, but she makes me think of season three, I think, of Malcolm in the Middle, where Francis starts working in Alaska. Yeah, and he, and he, and he, dude, that shit would be awesome, <laughs> right? Like, and it makes me think of the episode where he has to fist fight her. <laughs> she just beats the fuck out of him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not but, trying to be peed. It's just that's what it makes me think of. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but, continue. Um, anyway, so there's a, like there's some stories about Belle's early life and stuff like that. There's usually rumors and whatnot. So there's one when she was about 17. She like she just got home from a long, long, hard day of, like, working on the farms. Like, she's been, like, throwing hay bells and everything, just, like, hard work. That's the shit she used to do. She gets home, and she learns that her brother sold off her pet pig. And she was fucking pissed. (laughs) She's like, God, you're, like, pissed. And so she beat the fuck out of him for this, because she was pissed, man. Like, you come home, your pet's gone. She beats his ass until he tells her which farm he sold it to he finally tells her she goes to this farm and it's like a slaughter farm and everything and she finally sees the farmer like she sees him getting ready to load her pig into the slaughterhouse and everything and bell fucking wigs the fuck out and like is just legging it to the to the slaughterhouse and is just yelling don't kill my pig that's my pig (laughs) motherfucker (laughs) and like this poor farmer is just like he doesn't know he bought the pig fair and square and so he turns around and he's like what and she just beats him (laughs) like she just let clocks him like really good one (laughs) here comes this like angry woman with like tree trunks for arms just like you motherfucker that's my pig like 17 year old like just raging and so she just like and so he's like why why did you do this and so she because he's like he bought the pig so he's wondering what the fuck's going on and so she takes the pig looks at him throws his money back at him and tells him that she quits because it's one of the farms that she works at and just walks away. So wait, so the dude that she worked for bought her pig yeah. and then she went and beat his ass yeah. like to living pulp and she's like, I quit. <laughs> and the guy's just laying there bleeding, thank God. Like, cool, right? 
<laughs> I wish that was true. I totally made that story up, by the way. Oh, did you really? I did. Oh, that's serious. So <laughs> <laughs> because, like, okay, so literally not much is known about her early life. Right. And she's such a big gal. I was like, I have to do something about this. Like, so wait, I just wanted to. So what, so what part of it is made up? Did she actually, like, was Okay, her... the, the everything about the pig. Okay. There's no pet pig. Okay. Her brother never sold the pig. Okay. She never beat up a farmer. Well, now I can't deal with this episode with you. <laughs> you just took me through with that. I'm sorry, like, but that whole, the, everything about the pig was untrue. But she, uh, she is a Norwegian. <laughs> but she was born Brynhild Paul's daughter Storset. That was her real name. Right. Um, she was born in Selbu, Norway on November 11th, 1859. Her father was a known stonemason and her brother did follow suit on that part. I have to say, like, I was following <laughs> along on Murderpedia and I was like, it says nothing about a fucking pig. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I know. I just, I really wanted to just do that. No, you're good. Um, you're good. But what is a possible true story? This is a well-known story that's gone around, but there's a little there's some I'll get into it, but why it might not be true. Okay. But it is a well-known story. So when she was between the ages of like 19 and 21, she was attending a uh, uh, just a country dance. And so at this time, she was rumored to be pregnant. And at this dance, she was actually assaulted and kicked in the stomach to the point where she miscarried the baby. Oh man. And so she claims that she was assaulted by an unknown man, like just some random dude who was just like drunk and wigging out, I guess. Mm-hmm. While people who were there believe that it's actually one of the sons of one of the wealthier farmers that she worked for. So oh, she shit. was fucking one the farmer's son instead of the farmer's daughter. Oh, shit. She was the farmhand fucking the farmer's son you know that whole stereotype <laughs> there's there's a country album waiting to be written here <laughs> i know but inst- and so they believe that uh that's why uh that hit he did this because she he got her pregnant and he didn't want to be reliable for the baby and since they were wealthier nothing came into the assault and no one was pro- prosecuted and that's one of the reasons why like it's kind of rumored that it might not be true right because there's no actual documentation about it. It's like that's all been word of mouth all of, all her life. So we can't like give an official statement. And at the most, we can only speculate. But, speculate that it was true. Yeah, but, everywhere I saw in Murderpedia and everything I researched, that's been a pretty solid story. That's like maybe it happened, maybe it did. You gotta wonder if like <laughs> the money helped cover a lot of it up. Oh, I'm sure money plays a big part in this story. Again, though, keep in mind we're not making an official statement. It was just, we're just <laughs> <laughs> We're just two horror fans speculating. Yeah. So uh, what is known by everybody is that at the age of 24 in 1881, she moved to America and ended up staying with her sister at the time in Chicago. And so at this time is when she adopted the name Belle. And okay. so at this time she went by Belle Storset. And so mostly because like most immigrants, when they move to America, they change, they like Americanize their names and stuff like that, make it easier. And it's really hard to go around town going, I'm Brynhild and trying <laughs> to find men here. Well, and, and, and also during that time, not that it isn't still prevalent, but back then it was even more prevalent prejudices towards mm-hmm. uh, not just minorities or uh, people of color, but immigrants also in general. Yeah. Immigrants in general. So like if you had a telltale last name or first name that you're from a different <laughs> <laughs> that you're, if you're even Irish Catholic, mm-hmm. like you, you were, you were gonna face some discrimination to some could argue pretty extreme degrees. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so she uh, adopted the name Belle, and this time she worked for worked and lived with her sister for about three years, and then she finally f- met her very first victim. So, <laughs> uh, so in 1884, Belle met and married Mr. Mads Albert Sorensen. Um, after two years, they opened a fa- an already failing confectionery store because nobody wanted their treats. Mm-hmm. Um, so within a year of opening the store, it mysteriously burned down and they collected the insurance money and bought a new home. It just burnt down. Old buildings, you oh, know, yeah, just, yeah. just takes one cigarette and then everything's made of wood here. Also, just real quick, are you sure it's Alfred and not uh, Anton? Mads Albert. That's weird. Yeah, because in Murderpedia it has Mads Detlev Anton, so it must. So he must have like chose Albert as like uh, a new name. I'm guessing. They're, it's not the biggest deal. Let, I don't know. I always got Albert yeah. Sorensen. No, that's okay. Let's go ahead and Anyways, keep moving but forward. Mads is his actual is his first name. I know that one from everything that I've heard and read. <laughs> you could say that, that this little discrepancy is driving me a little. Mad. Mad. <laughs> <laughs> so they ended up uh, collecting Grand. on the insurance money at Murney. Their insurance money, but they the insurance money and bought a new home. It's debated or not whether they actually had two children together, right? Because Bell just kind of randomly had two babies <laughs> at some point, and so it's As like one would. She, no, well, she never went around saying she was pregnant. Okay. She just had two babies at some point um uh saying that it was between those two and um but mads already had two children of his own from a previous marriage okay so they wrote down that they had these children in the census and everything right and all that these two babies uh, died randomly at some point but from acute colitis and so that the symptoms of acute colitis all share similarities with poisoning. So it's also rumored that her first her actual first victims were her first two children with Mads, and she poisoned them to collect the life insurance policies that were paid out to Bell. Cause they hold out life insurance policies on their children and she cashed in day after i like how there's no report of how she had the babies she just had the babies like like it was like you were just walking by and found a dollar bill just like yeah i just found these two babies along the way here and yeah. I thought, you know, <laughs> well so there's like uh, finders keepers a couple of the couple of the uh podcast episodes that i listened to about bell when i was doing my research mm-hmm. there were rumors about whether bell stole children that she never had her own. She just stole children because she liked to work with children. Yeah. Before she had her farm, she worked with younger kids. And uh, yeah, and, and again, going back then, it's not like people were paying attention as much to children either. I mean, do they now? It, oh, oh <laughs> they, Bob, right. that's right. We're judging you parents uh, out there. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> but yeah, so anyways, they did cash a life insurance policies on two children who had died from acute colitis, whether they were real or not. And so... As I said, Mads did have two other children before he married Belle, and one of them was named Jenny Olson. She is mm-hmm. the she is the more important one of the two. And so, at this point, on July 30th, 1900, Mads died. <laughs> he died. This day is also very convenient because he died on the exact day that he had two life insurance policies overlap. And Belle cashed in on those policies like the day after his funeral <laughs> like she's just like money 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 oh my god money. 
And so what's really fucked up about this death too is so the first doctor to see Mad's body believed he like truly 100% believed he died from strychnine poisoning because the way he died Mm. showed symptoms of strychnine poisoning. But... But the family doctor, the Sorensen doctor, the doctor that Bell knows, yeah. said he has been treating Mads for an enlarged heart, and that's why that is why he died. There is no need for an autopsy. <laughs> <laughs> While the rest of the Sorensen family agreed with the first doctor, Bell and the family doctor were able to convince the authorities to not do an autopsy. So nothing came of it. So basically, the Sorensen family believed a different doctor, where the Sorensen doctor, the doctor himself was just like, yeah, it's, it's total heart failure. Yeah, heart failure. You know, Bell says it's heart failure. Money, money, money. As Bell walks in with like, a, like a money, a dollar sign bag. <laughs> yeah, basically. No. Again, not making any claims, just speculations. Yeah, can't claim that because there's nothing that came with the doctor. So, yeah. But it does go on. To, it, she, it, she killed him. <laughs> that is not a speculation. She did kill her husband, as we'll find out later on. But she wanted more. She always wants more money. Right. Gunnis loves money. Bell loves money. I money mean, is the bells. Um, so in 1901, she used this money to buy some property that mysteriously burned down. And she collected the insurance money on that. And so she used the rest of the life insurance payout and the money that she collected from the property damage to buy a farm and move to Laporte, Iowa. Also, as we move on, I do just want to say she was awarded $8,500 for after her husband's passing, which is which by the time of 2008 would be 217000 Yeah. So imagine she made money. Yeah, she... Uh, in the, in the most uh, tasteful way I can try to say, she made bank. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. So that was her first, that was probably her first three, <laughs> but first official. And then before, but before she moves to Iowa, she met a recently widowered Peter Gunnis. So, and after some wooing. So I also got to state that, so Belle got men. She got men when she wanted to. So Belle was a very at the the attractive scale back then. You could say was, she was Belle of the Ball. She was the Belle of the Ball. <laughs> <laughs> she was trying not to. But also back then, what was like what was most attractive to men back then was also the th- bigger gal, and she had them childbirthing hips. Yeah. And she when she put her uh, corset on. Yeah. I think it was like a forty-five inch. Wow. Breast. So, <laughs> like, so, damn. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, oh, she could keep my line going there in a time. Yep. And then she also, like, developed, she learned how to also, like, be ver- verbally woo men yeah. over time. But at that time, she just had, she used her figure on Mr. Peter Gunnis, and they married on April 1st, 1902. No, it is not an April Fool's what joke. Should, what, I did not make that up. What would she say to woo men back then? Mm, your teeth are perfectly straight. <laughs> well, we'll get there because she used to put out ads. Oh, so, okay. Uh, and just right. one, and so on April first, nineteen o two, they get married, and and just one week, Peter's infant daughter, who he had just before they got married, uh, died from mysterious circumstances after Belle was left with her alone. <laughs> and then that December, 
Peter sadly followed suit and died under a strange accident, quote unquote. So Matt can see them. I'm doing them massively. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this accident, Bell claims that Peter bent over to grab his slippers next to the stove and a pot of scalding brine fell onto him. She then changed her story later, saying that it was actually a giant meat grind, that part of a meat grinder that fell onto his head and killed him. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that's her story. No one really believes it, but there's nothing to go against the contrary. And so, like... <laughs> what? One day you're just picking up your slippers, the next a meek grinder falls on your head. It happens every day. Yeah, exactly. So and common. So, and so, yeah, I mean, no one believes her. And Gus, like, after hearing this news, uh, like I said, Peter's brother Gus came from Norway and took his biological niece, Sahild, away from Belle. And sadly, she is the only known surviving child that think, was ever in Belle's care. I think that is, like, the most haunting part of it. Because it's just like, I mean, what we're going to find out, you know, like mm -hmm. reading that, knowing how it, you know, ends and then reading that one part, <laughs> just like, you know, like the family that just like came from that one daughter. Yeah. You just got it. Like, I mean, I know like my, my birthday <laughs> is shared with the execution of John Wayne Gacy, but I can't top that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no not not trying to be like rude or crude in any way but i'm just saying like i feel like like that is a party topic but like yeah we want to know where my great-grandmother came from you really want to know <laughs> she my great-great-great-grandmother was the bell of the ball talk about hardships <laughs> she was grinding her entire life okay and, I, and it wasn't even a meat grinder that actually killed him. That's the best part. It's a sausage grinder, wasn't it? No, I, no, she uses a tenderizer. She, oh, okay. She ended up, it comes out, she actually, I'll yeah, get there. Don't, Never don't mind, I'm getting there. Don't so, spoil it. so, Gus came, took Sahild away, saved at least one child. So, Bell collected the life insurance money on Peter the day after his funeral. And so he was a so when they got married, she married and Peter was a hog farmer and a butcher. So he had his own farm and everything, and he taught Belle all about how to be a butcher. Mm -hmm. So he taught her how to be a butcher. He taught her how to run a pig farm and everything. Right. So he taught Belle how to run her murder farm. Wow. Without knowing how to teach Belle how to run the murder farm. <laughs> <laughs> and so. She collected all this. She got the farm. She got the pigs. She got everything. But at this point, a district coroner took one look at the body, and he was just like, murder. He took one look. So uh, before the funeral and everything, a district coroner took one look at the body and everything, and he was like, that was murder. Belle is full of shit. Like I said, no one believed her when she said it was an accident. Mm -hmm. um, Jenny Olson, her stepdaughter from the previous marriage, who I said was going to be important, who is, now, is 14 right. at this point. She was overheard telling her classmates, quote unquote, my mama killed my papa. She hit him in the head with a meat cleaver and he died. Don't tell a soul. Shit. But when she was brought in front of the coroner's jury to talk about whether it was an accident or murder, she denied everything. She did not come forward. She didn't admit oh my anything. God. And Bell was able to convince the coroner that he was mistaken, probably with the money, money, money. 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 Um, yeah, 
and she convinced that he was mistaken and nothing came of the murder. She collected everything, got away with it. Bell then had a baby boy named Philip in 1903. <laughs> Again, don't know where he came from. And in 1906, Bell would tell her daughter, tell her neighbors that Jenny Olson was sent away to college in L.A. Sadly, that was not the case. Oh, no. And so from 1903 to 1906, Bell ran this entire farm on her own. And in 1907, she finally hired one farmhand, just one, <laughs> named Ray Lampfear. And he's going to be very, very important. So, her suitors. Let's talk about her suitors and her victims. All this takes place between 1903 to 1908. All right, so, during this time, Belle had many suitors come to her farm. She would post out advertisements for herself and the farm. I would like you, Matt, to read the post, please. Commonly, we know who owns a large farm in one of the finest districts in Lapore County, Indiana, desires to make the acquaintance of a gentleman equally well provided with view of joining fortunes. No replies by letter considered unless sender is willing to follow answer with personal visit. Travelers need not apply. She's got her ghost is gonna haunt me now. I swear to God. Fuck. Like in my head, I was like, ugh, that's off. That's yeah. way off. But you know what? Just you're committed to the bit now. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> Next time I'm trying to throw a little sexy like Norwegian in there. I, I don't know how to do sexy. You gotta you do your Lee Ferguson dance. Sorry to anyone who's Norwegian. Anyways, thank you. Thank you for doing that. So two men two men that we're gonna talk about that uh that answered the call as we'll say, one of which was John Moe, who came from Elbow Lake, Minnesota. He brought and paid Belle $1,000 to pay off her mortgage and that month. Wow. Can you imagine being able to just pay off your mortgage with $1,000 these days? Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, he paid her. Well, that was how much she had to pay a month. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine only paying $1,000 for a mortgage oh, I these know. days? It's fucking really. Seriously. <laughs> Jesus. Could you imagine paying rent for only $1,000? <laughs> well, anyway, so he does just he does it. He just comes, fucking slaps some money within a couple days of meeting Bell, and within the week, he was never seen again. <laughs> Here's $1,000. Bear my children. Why do you have a meat cleaver in your head? <laughs> Why does this smell like chloroform? <laughs> and so... The next sad soul was George Anderson from Tarkio, Missouri. I love George Anderson. Okay. Okay. Gotta picture this. Okay. All right. So one night during dinner, Belle brought up her mortgage on the farm and George only agreed to help after they get wed. He's like, I'll help you. But we need to get married because I want in on some of right. this fortune too. Like right. this whole thing, like all of Belle's stuff was mostly like it was supposed to be mutual. She was like, "We'll have children. You'll get some of my farm. I'll get some of your farm. We'll like it'll be I, mutual." I, I really like how it's just basically like, "Look, I'm in, but I want to see a contract first. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what he did. He was like, "I'm down for this," and so, <laughs> and so they agreed over dinner. And so that night, George was asleep. In his mm -hmm. own room. And then he awakes suddenly in his room to see Belle standing over him by candlelight. She's holding a candlestick above him while watching him sleep. 
they make eye contact and George at this point <laughs> George would go on to claim that he saw pure evil in her eyes <laughs> at this point Belle legs it back to her room while George follows right behind her in a sprint but legs it out the front door and just takes a train back to Missouri <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine like a Benny Hill fucking thing. Bell like runs to her door, slams it shut, and George instead of George following her, he's just like, fuck this, I'm out. Like <laughs> <laughs> just and legs it home. <laughs> instead of living in misery, I'd rather go live in misery. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> And so he is one of the few, if not the only suitor to ever meet Belle and survive. Um, during this time and shortly after George had left, she got other suitors. And also at this time, she started having giant trunks, big trunks delivered to her farm. Mm-hmm. And so the delivery driver would comment how how because Belle's big. He would comment how Belle can just lug these fucking trunks like they're nothing. She's like they're full of marshmallows. She'd just haul them up above <laughs> her shoulders and just fucking walk with them. He's just like. Yeah, man, I wasn't going to say shit to that woman. <laughs> like, she could handle herself. She will eat me, and not in a good way. She will literally, like, cut me in half, I swear to God. Just, like, one bite at a time. And so, basically, and also, when farmers would go by, would pass by at night and stuff like that by the farm, when they would be going home to their farms and stuff, they would claim to see Belle just digging big pits in her hog pens, like, every other night. Like, they would, she would just be in her pen, the hog pens, just fucking digging trenches <laughs> and so which obviously we'll find the question out is is she on. digging trenches with the shovel or her hands because i'd believe either i would believe with a human skull <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's just like the spine and skull shaped into a shovel <laughs> basically the most man. metal t- farm tool ever <laughs> like i wouldn't doubt it but and so um moving on the next important suitor is ole b budsberg <laughs> Thank you. Um, he's a widower from Iola, Wisconsin. And on April 6th, ni- 6th 1907, Ole managed mortgaged his land. You sure it's Ole and not Ole because it's like O-L-E? Because I feel I'm like... I'm saying Ole. Okay. Because the, <laughs> the latter feels more wholesome to me. Old B. Budsbergs. <laughs> old B. Budsbergs. The good Old right, B. Budsbergs. Okay, so old... We'll go with old. Old Old B. Budsberg mortgaged his land, signed over his deed, and took out several thousand dollars and gave it all to Bell. And he was never heard from again <laughs> after finding out without their, their own prior knowledge that their father had went to see Bell. He had two sons who were like, what the fuck, dad? Like, he didn't tell them that right. he was going to go get some strange. Right. He, like, anything. This old man, old, old Bugsburg just oh. left. <laughs> Good old Bugsburg. Me Bugsburg. You know him. Just goes missing. Yep. He just missing. And so they're like, what the hell? They figured out where he was going because they found the letters between him and Belle. They wrote Belle saying, like, what the fuck? Right. And she wrote them back saying. I know, right? Never heard of old old. 
She never heard of him. <laughs> I'm married to Lay Lampier. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, no, no. She never talks about him. No, later. I know, but it's just she's like, no, I'm married to Gunnis. <laughs> you gotta wonder though, like, if neighbors just like saw these dudes would go to like Belle's place and then never come back, and they're just like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of worried. I never see any any guys come out of that house. And the guys like, do you want to go ask her? And she's just like lugging like tree <laughs> trunks around the farm. Just like, you know what? Maybe I don't want to find out the answers to that. I mean, that's kind of the thing. So it's like not all. So it's also rumored about Belle. Like the talk of the town is that she stunk also. So no one liked her smell because obviously she lives on a pig farm full of dead bodies. But no one knows about the dead bodies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, those pigs sure do stink. Yeah. <laughs> and so and then she would also. But like people have questioned her about her suitors and she would just be like. They didn't, they weren't worth my time. They didn't, uh, they weren't there for my thing. Like they didn't, they left. Yeah. They weren't worth my time. They left. They yeah, went back they home. They got out of here. Because all of her suitors are from out of town. Right. And most of them are Norwegian immigrants. She's just like, wow, Belch really does like just, you know, keep rolling with the punches. I haven't seen her cry once. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't help. They would spread rumors about how ugly she was and stuff like that too around town. Oh, but I like, mean, well, no, okay. I don't know. Should you I feel bad? I don't know if I should. You like, know what? All body shame aside, maybe a little. I mean, like, I honestly didn't think she was I, as ugly I, as some of the rumors. I guess if you become a murderer, like. She is a monster. Yeah. Like, I guess if you're a monster, we could call you ugly. I don't know. So right? They, I mean, some people say Ted Bundy was beautiful. Like, but those people. Are, like, <laughs> are, you, are we going to go with that? Okay, we're, we're going to go start talking about the people that wanted to fuck Ted Bundy. Are we going to really talk about those nut jobs? Hey, there's still some people who probably wanted to bang Bell. I'm calling it out. I'm just saying, like, if you want to fuck a serial killer or, like, a monster to that degree... No, I don't feel bad for calling you dumb. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't feel bad. Okay. I guess in that regard, yeah, you know what? She does smell. <laughs> she does suck. Grody. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. And so, moving on. After old, old, Belle's like, you know, things are kind of getting a little hot, hot for Belle. Um, and so, the, but we're, we're going to talk about the last important name of her suitors. So, Mr. Andrew Helgian, Helgelin, Helgelin, Helgelin. We're going to call him Andrew. <laughs> Bachelor Hel farmer from Aberdeen, South Dakota, who is also a Norwegian immigrant. I think it's Helgelin. Maybe Helgelin. 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 Okay. Well, the, ne the next 15 minutes is just uh, figuring out this last fucking name. Helgelin. Helgelin. <laughs> Helgelin. <laughs> but anyways, so he wrote, he wrote Bell first in December of 1907. And they started to begin exchanging letters back and forth. But Belle had to work for this guy. She really did. <laughs> <laughs> and so she sent a very sensual letter to, to Mr. Andrew on January 13th, 1908. My man, not giving it out yeah. freely. Six. Should I should I read this? Do you want me to do it? Yeah, I did the last. I, unless you want me to do it. I, got, I think I got this. You could do it. Okay, I'm going to do my best Norwegian accent. <laughs> okay, you sure? Because yeah. there's a lot. I got this. You got it. All right. To the dearest friend in the world, no woman in the world is happier than I am. I know that you are now to come to me and be my own. I can tell from your letters that you are the man I want. It does not take one long to tell when the, to like a person. And you I like better than anyone in the world I know. 
Think how we will enjoy each other's company. You, the sweetest man in the world, we will be all alone with each other. Can you conceive of anything nicer? I think of you constantly when I hear your name mentioned, and this is when one of the dear children speaks of you. By the way, she still has kids. Oh my God. Or I hear myself humming it with the words of an old love song. It is beautiful music in my ears. My heart beats in wild rapture for you, my Andrew. I love you. Come to stay, prepared to stay forever. I, I can imagine myself being Andrew, riding my horse as, as the sun sets as I read this letter. Be like, wow, she really does want, even her kids want me there. And you know what? It fucking worked. <laughs> <laughs> because Andrew could not get there faster with $2,900 in tow. Holy shit. I think that's fucking probably like half a course close to half a mil this like at this point uh, less that's a little less that's like or 300 that's got to be like 50,000 maybe something three that's a lot of well, because of like 80 because no we get no wait hold on because yeah if 8200 is like 217,000 then 2900 yeah which is less than that would would have to be like yeah, it would have to be around like I'm guessing forty or fifty, maybe. That's like not, that's still a lot of. Scratch. Look, any mathematicians that listen to us, you're welcome to figure this out yourself. But mm-hmm. is we're just guessing. <laughs> yeah. So, he shows up with the money. A few days later, Andrew and Bell show up to the bank and deposit it into her her bank account. And a few days later, Andrew disappears. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. Ah, oh, man. Those, man, those meat thought, grinders. They know, just she, she was just like, I thought he was the one. They need to start putting warning signs on <laughs> all those sausage grinders. Yep. So a few days after that, Belle went to the bank and deposited two more checks and started spreading rumors that she fears for her life. Uh-oh. She tells everyone that her right-hand man, Mr. Ray Lamphere, is a jealous little bastard and that he, she won't be with him because she won't be with him and he wants to harm her and her family. Huh. Yep. So, that's what she starts spreading around at this time. Ray, and so let's talk about Ray. Let's, let's, let's talk about Ray a little <laughs> oh bit. Oh, my God. So, this entire time that he's been working for her, he knows about the murders. He actually has helped her. Dispose of several of the bodies. No, Ray. Because Ray was in love with Belle. Ray has... Oh, no. Yeah. Ray has the bells of the balls. (laughs) (laughs) He has blue balls. He has the blue balls for the bell. So, he would do anything she wanted. Because he also lived on the farm. So, farmhands usually lived on the farm back back then and stuff like that. Right. And so, because he did, he would do anything she wanted. Because, you know, every now and then... Bell would throw him a little Those, those a birthing little hips. Yep, she would throw him a little quickie. No, she'd go in, she'd sleep with him, like, just to keep him under her spell. Yeah. Yep. Just, okay, well, I mean. Yep. She'd be like, hey, Ray, I got to dispose a body. You want a you wanna Hummer? <laughs> <laughs> like, and he'd be like, yes, um. <laughs> Tell me where to dig. So. Yes, a bell. Yep. <laughs> and so. On February third, nineteen oh eight, Bell fires Ray. Oh man! So yeah, I, she's I was like, get uh, the fuck off my lawn. So <laughs> no, she porked him a few times. You. Yep. 
porked him a few times, had him dispose of a couple bodies, and then said, get the fuck out. Um, <laughs> and so, also, right after she fires him, she starts telling everyone around town that he was insane and that he's stalking her and he's a danger to the public to the point where she even convinces the police to have him arrested and have him psychologically analyzed. He comes up fine. He's not insane. <laughs> like, that's what, I mean, that's what they say. Right. And also, remember, she has three kids still at this point. All these suitors, all these murders, everything. I'm just glad she's moved on from children. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. not good at all in either way, but, you know. I mean, they're still just, there, though. They're, they're, they're <laughs> Watching just, all this. They're just, like, moving very slowly, being very careful. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just don't make any fast movements around her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... As Belle is spreading all these rumors, she's also in a little bit of a debate with Mr. Andrew, the man she just murdered's brother, Azel. Um, she's like in a hot letter debate with him. He's saying, where's my brother? She's saying, he left. She's like, you're, you're bullshit. You're full of shit. She's like, no, he left back to Norway to go talk with, to visit family. And he was like, he would never fucking do that. And she's like, he's like, I bet he's still there you're probably holding him hostage or some shit. And she was like, you can come check. It will be expensive and you will have to pay me. And he sends her a letter saying, go fuck yourself. I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> like, basically sends her a letter. I like how she's just like, well, that might be a fact that you know. It might be different <laughs> from a fact that I know. But both of them could be facts. And you know a fact that I might differ from my fact. But I also have a fact. Okay? <laughs> yeah, that's basically just what it like, was. Just like grabbing at any straw at this point. Yeah, that's all she's doing. <laughs> trying to convince these people to leave her alone. <laughs> like, But unfortunately. Fortunately for him, he won't arrive until May. Uh -oh. And there's a big thing that happens before May. And so, on April 28th, 1908, Bell has hired a new farmhand at this point named Joe Maxson. And he wakes up in the middle of the night to the entire farm on fire. The barn's on fire, the house is on fire, everything is on fire. And so he tried to he tried to call out for Bell and the kids. He couldn't hear them. He couldn't find them. He fi managed to get out of the house before he burnt. He died too. He raced to town, tried to get help in time. But by the time everyone helped, it was way too late. The fire was just so ravaged. There's nothing they could do, and it just burned everything. So, that yeah. is, with her, I'm not trying to like go onto a side thing, but I just Joe Maxson. Sounds like the type of guy that could handle that. Like, that's the name of a guy <laughs> that, that is like... I'm Joe Maxson, and I'm here to bell your ball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Joe Maxson. I'm here to make the men grow beards and the women as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Joe Maxson. I'm the real farmhand, Bell. I know you're, you're, you can handle yourself, but believe me, I can handle you too. <laughs> These hands can handle you. <laughs> She's probably just like, want to make a bet? <laughs> and Joe would probably be like, no. <laughs> I'll bet you to the max, son. <laughs> Maxman. Maxson. That, that was a little reaching. That was yeah. a little reaching. So, <laughs> but sadly, not, they couldn't help. And so after the fire went out and everything, they shifted to the wreckage of the fire. And they, were ma they managed to find four bodies. Three of which were easily identified as Bell's three kids. Oh, God. And the fourth is rumored to be Belle. 
Okay. It's not, they're not sure if that's Belle. Because there's a couple issues with this body of a woman. Does it have tree trunks for arms? Well, I mean, it went through a fire, so her whole body's burnt to crisp. But yeah, but like, is it like ash crisp or just like burnt, like burn damage? Not quite ash. So, okay, so that's well, not, okay, 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 sorry, okay, sorry, sorry, okay. sorry. One, one of the things was that the body was 5'8". Okay. Belle was six feet tall. Easy to mistake at five eight <laughs> six feet. Everybody does it every day. And even the do- the coroners and everything said, yes, you do lose some inch. You can lose a- an inch or two if your body's burned alive, right? Because of your skin and your meat armor, you know. But not that much. And two, there was no fucking head. <laughs> there was no head attached uh, to the body a classic decapitation house burn suicide yep and the head was never found house they house never fire. found the head to this body so they also did a toxicology test on this dead bo- on this on this woman this dead woman i'm also they, glad that you called it meat shield <laughs> yeah, right. meat armor, meat armor. Meat armor. <laughs> would i call my skin meat armor from now on <laughs> um, and she had lethal doses of strychnine in her system and concluded that that could not be bell like also because of the size of the body could not be bell <laughs> bell could wrestle a buffalo does this look like the body of somebody who could wrestle a buffalo? <laughs> and so, her dentist, though, her dentist claimed that he could prove that body is Belle if they could find the head or at least the teeth. Okay. And so, to do this, they got a miner, a guy who can, who knows, a, min, a got miner. Got Right. <laughs> not like not a actual, kid. No, an um, actual miner. Yeah. To, and they paid this man to help shift through all the debris. Okay. And while he's doing this, they found body parts of roughly 40 people. Holy shit. 40 people <laughs> were... No one knew about this. They only knew of the people I talked about named earlier. So, like, 40 Men and children. <laughs> but on May 19th, 1908, they managed to actually find some bridge work with the teeth still in and still intact. Right. So when I first read this and heard about this, I thought they found just her teeth. I thought like ripped out of her mouth, but it's actually like fake teeth. And so the dentist said that is the exact dental work he did on Belle. So it has to be her. Like the, the teeth matched the dental records for Bell. Okay. But that is an extremely, extremely common dental work. Like everyone in town has had the same dental work yeah. that was there. So they, they're like, yeah, it looks that, like mine. that can't be it. And so also while shifting through this debris, they managed to find the remains of Jenny Olson, the stepdaughter she claimed to have sent to college. Uh, yeah. Oh no. Yeah. And so sadly, you know, Jenny didn't go to college and so they couldn't find bell. They ended up finding Ray though. And so Ray was found tried and he was found guilty of arson but he was not convicted of murder because they could not prove that that was bell they could not prove that the de- that the dead body was bell and so because of that there's they couldn't prove that bell didn't kill some random woman her children and set the fire herself because ray admits he ends up admitting he helped with the fire 
Okay. What, was, he goes, what was supposed to happen is that him and Belle were supposed to set this fire, kill the children, kill this lady, and make it to believe that the dead lady was Belle. And they were going to run off together. Wow. Instead, he went one way. He went down the road. Belle legged it through the forest in the opposite direction after the fires. That's what's rumored of what happened. She's like, fuck you, Ray. Yeah, baby. <laughs> fuck you, Ray. <laughs> so... Um, Ray was uh, found guilty of arson and he was sentenced to two years in a psych ward, but he died one year later from tuberculosis. Oh, but God. Be- but before his death, he claimed that not only like everything I said about the fires, about him and Bell, he also claimed that Bell came and visited him in the at the psych ward. Wait, and just so like, she saw him across the way. Like she just showed up and just went, hi. Oh, and left. So like, wait, she went in the building or she didn't go in the building? Mm-mm. She was with a group of visitors and as they walked by, they walked by his how? thing and she waved to him. And But still, like, <laughs> even with how she's describing six foot, uh, you know, a broad woman who can lift trunks, <laughs> nobody picks her out of a group. And I it's mean, just like, isn't that Belle? But he's in a psych ward too. But yeah, but I mean, every like she's kind of sounds like she's notorious at this point, and nobody, and like, and a, I'm just saying, like, how common was it to find Norwegian women who were as big of a house that could lift up stones? Well, I don't know. I mean, it was like it is the Iowa, the Southern. They're known for having. I, I don't know, man. Cowgirls. I, I, I don't mean, know. <laughs> I'm just saying. I feel like well, I, I, that. Who knows if that was even true? It's just like, <laughs> I just, yeah. You could be right. He could have, you know, he could have just, just made that up because he was all crazy. Could have been trauma. He was I guess. still in love with Belle. Yeah. He, he probably he just saw some like a little bit of a thicker gal, and he was just like Belle, and the she <laughs> and the gal just kind of like just like nervously that. waved at him. It was just like. Who the fuck are you? He's gonna eat my face. Let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> I like how he would just say that to Bale. Is that you, Bale? Bale, I see you. Bale. Did you come uh, back for me, Bale? Bale. Can't believe it's you. <laughs> so what what the fuck happened to Bell? Right. No one knows. No one actually knows what happened to Bell. Some people actually believe that the body was hers, others don't. Because the head was never found. The head never gets found. They even questioned Ray about it, and he was just like, I don't fucking know. She took it with him. With her. She took it with her. <laughs> like, he's like, I set the fire, and she didn't meet me at the meet point, so I have no idea. Look, um, she, she wanted to get a new head start in life. Yeah. But, so, Bell sightings popped up all over the nation. All over. And one of the more po- one of the popular ones is that she actually ended up opening a brothel in, like, Maine, or the, at least the Northeast uh, northeast United States, okay, and open up a brothel there, which I could totally see. This, is- yeah, that that wasn't too uncommon back then. Exactly, and it's easy way to stay off the grid. But one of the more famous ones was that in 1931, she was apparently sighted and was found owning a great deal of land in a small Mississippi town and lived the life of the rich. I don't think that happened, <laughs> but I don't know. I honestly, I, who knows? Who knows what happened to Bell? So. One last thing I want to touch on with Belle. What was her modus operandi? I kept saying people just disappeared, disappeared, disappeared. And mm-hmm. I brought up Strict 9 a little bit. And also her, how she killed her first tub of spin. What Belle's modus operandi, what they found out after going through the wreckage of all the bodies, some of the skulls they found were caved in and stuff like that. So how she would dispose of her men. Belle would, po- either, she would either poison them through dinner, like at dinner and stuff like that with Strict 9, or... Like what 
almost happened to Mr. Anderson from Missouri. She would go into their night while they'd slept, chloroformed them, and they would beat their head in with either a meat cleaver or a meat tenderizer. And then dispose of the body. And because her second husband taught her how to be a butcher, she knew how to dispose of the bodies. And so she would butcher them and feed them to her, either feed them to her pigs or like they found of all the other remains, bury them in the pig pen or under her barn and everything. So can I say like one thing that's really concerning is that like two people had known, uh, sorry, now I'm just like fucking up for less. Goodness. Thank you. Claimed to recognize her from photographs, but the identification was never proved. Uh, one of them, Carlson was died while weighing trial. Mm-hmm. That's a little, uh, that's concerning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then also after finding all the remains, they did a, like a track record of like all the men that disappeared around that time. Like a bu- they found that at that time they couldn't connect them really. Right. But like they they pretty much like linked all these foreigners who were fl- who were boating over here because it's the 1900s. Right. To come see Belle and everything and just disappeared. It was freaking crazy. And then she also has some living relatives that like were trying to find out what the fuck happened. Right. And they try and and sadly, like, even though with DNA testing being as advanced as it is nowadays, and the little bit of DNA that they were able to like keep from back then and stuff like that, it wasn't enough to like prove whether that body was Bell or not. Like they still try and test that body like with what they can and it still comes in conclusive whether it's Bell. And I'm I it's not Bell. I think she faked her fucking murder. Right. Perfect storm of everything. She set that up and got away with it, man. Well, and back then, like we talked about like serial killers a lot on the show and we've talked about different serial killers throughout history and authorities throughout history mm-hmm. and the the incompetence and ability that they had back then so you know uh it was probably really easy for her to get away i mean she just had to put enough distance between her and and you know the stigma about her that people just stopped asking questions and then but like one does have to ponder if like ray did kill bell and like cut her head off and just went insane from everything. Cause like, and I'm again, I'm not saying that this is the case. I'm not making an official statement. It's again, just being a horror fan, a horror nerd speculating. Like you got to wonder like it, with how bad she fucked with him working on that farm with, you know, having sex with him every now and then just to like keep him wrapped around her finger. Like yeah. if he, if he went insane wanting to be with her and never could be with her. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, if I can't, then I'm going to, you know, no one can. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm not saying that yeah. is what happened. I just, yeah. you, you, it, one wonders. Yeah. You know? And like, well, the thing is too, is that like bell was the only one spreading the rumors about Ray. Everyone else who knew Ray was just like, I mean, he's a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, he's Ray's a little creepy. off. Yeah, he's a little off, but it, he's not like that. And like, I truly, I 100% believe Belle set all that up. Oh, yeah. Because like, right when she was starting to get a question, like, Belle knew when to tap out. Like, yeah. she really did. Because right when she started getting questioned more and more and more about her suitors, and right when police were starting to show a little more interest and stuff like that, just because of like, hey, you know, you can, all these letters keep coming in looking for these men that keep going to your farm. Right. And like, and even though they were stupid and never truly investigated her past murders, like, because they were just like, oh, listen to the family doctor, you know, yeah. like, she she knew when to tap out. And so she was like, I'm going to set up, I have the perfect escape. I'm going to set up Ray 
because he, everyone knows he's in love with me. I just say he's going to kill me. Yeah. And then I do my thing because Bella doesn't have a single, like, nice bone in her body. Yeah. She kills her own children, for God's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> so her supposed her own children. Her supposed children. But she definitely kills her stepchildren. And, like, it just set it up and then ran. Because back in those days, man, it was so easy to get away with murder. Well, and I would say, like, any true crime fan knows, and again, we're not professionals, but any true crime fan knows that among serial killers, um, one of the most common traits is that it, they, if they have a pattern, it's hard to figure out. Mm-hmm. But the hardest ones to find don't have a pattern unless they do want to be found out. Mm-hmm. Um you know, then they make themselves known in that way. But like, whether it's the Buckdelly murder or um, Jack the Ripper, Jack the Ripper, like there was you know lack of pattern. It was you know tenacious, spontaneous. But like mm-hmm. with her, there was like a pattern of people going missing. Mm-hmm. But then like coming back to like but sign no of the one, times, no one looked cared because yeah. most of them were Norwegian immigrants and no yeah. one cared about and, immigrants. Oh, that's that's their own <laughs> thing. We, we we only worry about our own people. Was probably like the mentality. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm well, guessing. Not, no, not just that. Also. You gotta think, fucking female serial killers like aren't really well known. Like right. they're they're out there, of course. We know like Eileen Wernos, Bell Gunnis now, and like and others. But like, and I know there's a couple others that I'm like, yeah, think, can't think of. But like, you know, that's the thing. They're not really widely known, and it's mostly because people don't think that women can do these kind of things, especially they back can't then. Commit these things, especially back then. Like they probably like, they're like, 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 yeah, she's a big gal, but she's a hardworking farmer, just mm-hmm. like any of us. You know, she owns a pig farm. She mm-hmm. serves the community. Well, and also like when you think about it too when you think when people think serial killers they (laughs) funny enough they always think people that look that kind of look like us you know punks and tattoos and like wear studs and torn clothes and shit you know they think we're freaks and they never think even though it's been proven the ted bundy's you know yeah or back then probably people that were people of color Mm -hmm. and were mostly male Mm -hmm. or you know especially men and like they also don't think and also the other thing about serial killers is they also don't think they they always think that there's passion behind the killings yeah they're like women for the most part women serial killers they do it for safety (laughs) they're looking for a financial gain like most of the time it's financial gain like almost all the serial killer women that i've heard about it was all financial gain well was doing it all for the money. She didn't want to be poor anymore because she grew up poor in Norway. Keep in mind, listeners, we're not justifying her actions in oh, any way, yeah. but like, just again, being spe- easy for her to get away. Being with speculating it. horror nerds, she probably just like faced so much mistreatment early on in life, and she like got a taste of like what life was going to be like, and she's like, I have to be ruthless and do what I got to to get oh, mine. And especially- again, not okay, not encouraging that behavior in anyone. But well, especially if that very first assault was true where she right. lost, where she, uh, the guy assaulted her kicked her stomach in right. so not only she probably lost like there's some speculation if that story is true she probably lost all maternal instincts at that point even though some even though like it's more generally accepted that it goes to the, the other way she would be yeah. more motherly to the next child but some people believe that her maternal instincts died that night and then yeah. when she also witnessed a rich person got away with infant inside, basically, yeah. you know, causing a miscarriage and assaulting her, got away with it. She's probably like, I need money. 
I want to be like that. I want to be that powerful where I could do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. And she basically did. She found the easy ways. She started out with some arson, as we found out in the beginning. Like, And she went up from there. She found out with the arson, and then she found out she could collect hella money on life insurance. Yeah. And then it's easy to get away with, life, with like murder back then, especially poison. Because no one looks for poison. Nobody believes poison. When they you think serial killer, you're thinking violence. They're going to brutalize that body. Oh, yeah. And that's why a lot of female serial killers are never caught. Because they're like, yeah, I'm not stupid. They're, I don't want yeah. to get caught. Well, and even <laughs> just serial killers in general that don't want to get caught are careful. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, they plan. They mm-hmm. know. They have a routine. They know what to do. Mm-hmm. But Like most of the doctor death doctors and death yep. angels of death and stuff yep. like that so they're really careful and they just get a little sloppy yeah <laughs> you know yeah, and that's usually what it is either they get sloppy or they want to get caught and choose to be sloppy or they just are never caught you mm-hmm. know if you can't predict their patterns when they're going to go next mm-hmm. which is the hardest thing about serial killers because they never really make their patterns known unless they want to like mm-hmm. i always go back to like son of sam for that example because i feel like that's just a really good one because yeah. he made his known by writing letters to you know law yep. enforcement you know uh but coming back to it yeah like i mean who knows man like Good thing is, is that she's fucking dead by now, so we don't have to worry. Yeah, by now she's dead. <laughs> Either way, whether she died that night or just died because of old age, she's she's dead now. But oh yeah, no, she she dead. <laughs> Who knows how she died? But we'll we'll never know. Yeah, I don't but, think we'll ever actually find out, and I'm okay with that. But I still think but, that that note of Ray saying that he saw her is mm-hmm. probably one the most haunt uh, is another haunting part of the story because like. Again, you have to wonder, what if he did see her? Yeah, what if she was actually there across the courtyard and just went, Hi! (laughs) (laughs) Just like, (laughs) Fuck you, Ray! (laughs) Waving so hard, it just like blows the hair of everyone in front of her. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) You want your Marilyn Monroe moment? (laughs) (laughs) As the great dust storm was... No. And like, I truly... Yeah, she caused the great dust bowl by waving to Ray, saying, (laughs) Fuck you! Fuck you, Ray! Okay, now we're being ridiculous. <laughs> now we're going to not as tasteful territory. I feel. I don't know. But uh, she was a she was a monster. <laughs> she, she, she was a monster and had monster hands and you know I, I don't yeah. know. But anyways, but yeah, that's the story of Bell Gunnis. Like fucking crazy Damn. ass goddamn story. Like yeah. when I first heard about her, I was like, I want to talk about her. <laughs> it was so bad. And we were originally going to do it when we were doing uh, the women, uh, the women of horror month. But then we all decided to do the other things that we needed to do. Yeah, and, um, and, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. What I, but I, I just wanted to let you guys know I've been sitting on this one for a little bit. I was super excited. Yeah, about this it. was cool, man. Like I like how she's just like I crush her head like melon. <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> like she turned into Zangief, and she's like, if I don't crush Han's head like Sparrow's egg, who would? Then who gets life insurance? Just because you're a bad guy does not mean you're a bad guy. Need, but in this case, you are very bad. She's like, but I need the money. Money, 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 <laughs> money. <laughs> Before you know, music. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I play it. I play it. So yeah. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed enjoyed the tale. There you go, listeners. We're 
we're back at it in person with a awesome serial killer episode and you know what i mean by awesome if you've been listening to this show now we we're being tasteful as much as we can about it but listeners more to the point if you want to keep supporting the show keep following us and keep up with everything that we are doing please like us and follow us on facebook at punk rock horror podcast or search us up on twitter at official prhp or on Instagram, Punk Rock Horror Podcast, hashtag PRHP Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at the Undead Matt and Cody on Twitter at, at Krampus Cody. And again, listeners, if you do want to support the show with, uh, in a financial way, you can do that over at Patreon. We might switch to uh, buying us a coffee instead of just doing Patreon. And so we'll, we'll make that announcement as things kind of get more figured out with us being back in person. But yeah, make sure you stay up to date. We're doing everything with Punk Rock Horror Podcast. Check out our previous episodes as well. Give them a listen. And yeah, listeners, thank you again so much for coming and supporting the show and coming back and just choosing to listen to us when you could listen to anyone else. We are aware of the environment and the situation we're in. It, it still feels like at this point that we've been only going for two years. But, you know, it, the future is a wide expanding thing and we hope to be around for as much as possible for it. Thank you again so much. And we will talk about horror with you next time. Bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up to the most elusive musician ever known, multi-instrumentalist, master of many genres, Joshua Sturkey. I don't want to walk away Just stand here and see your face I don't wanna be a friend Both worlds until the end I don't know what else to do I don't know what else to Stand here and die away Play my mind upon the bone Like yours all along Your pretty face disgrace me And I don't want to be your girlfriend I don't want to be your boyfriend, no yeah. A lot of people disgrace what they know But I just want to play it for old